This is the Wizard's Nightshirt Podcast, episode 45. Nightshirt. This is episode number 45. I'm Rebecca, and here with me are, of whammy bars and wickedness, Will! Of Sriracha and Sorrow, Scott! Hot hot stuff. I don't know. (laughs) I was going to go somewhere, and no. Hi, everybody. (laughs) I don't know how you convey spiciness and sadness at the same time. This male dance review audition is intriguing. <laughs> How about that? That's good. At the Wizard's Night shirt, we are revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing She-Ra, Season 1, Episode 56 of Shadows and Skulls. Original air date was November 22nd, 1985. And in this episode, Shadow Weaver grows tired of Hordak's insults and allies with Skeletor to overthrow her master. But Skeletor plans to double-cross her new partner, which should go without saying. <laughs> yeah, he's dependable that way. Yeah, she should have expected she that. She should have known. Yeah. They, they all should have known. Have you ever had to do a, a, an alliance with someone you were not crazy <laughs> about doing, but like for the greater good, you had to get it done? I'm trying to think if that's happened to me before. I mean, I had to work with people at work before. <laughs> like, they're all terrible. Not, not at this job. This job, everyone's good. Yes, we, this we is know. prior jobs. Your, your job that you work at, you <laughs> love, and everyone like is Like at wonderful. grocery stores, or, you know, you being a stock boy, or a cash register person. I feel like I had a lot of trials in uh, Boy Scouts, but I can remember I wanted to do the big... We had like... Uh, uh, are you going to... It was a jamboree. jamboree. It was a jamboree. Okay. Was Chicago playing that year? <laughs> I wouldn't know because I had to do the canoe race, okay? And so I wanted to find... Well, Chicago's not going to play for the canoe I wanted to find one of the cool kids to, do, to be my partner in the canoe race. And all of them said they had already had a partner when we were asked. So I had to partner with a kid of equal standing with me in my own patrol who was like a nerdy do-good kid that the kind of kid I should have been hanging out with anyway and I was bummed about it and we got started they should not have let us do this canoe race none of us had ever canoed there was no supervision no adult and basically you had to canoe for like three or four miles and you had to choose these paths in these little branches of the river and they would tie ribbons like over overhanging trees and so stuff kids could have gotten lost and died it was just like that uh, episode of the Simpsons where uh Oh, yes. Where they get lost at sea. Yes, it is because, exactly like because that. Because Homer makes the wrong decisions with the maps. I still can't believe we made it out alive because when we got going, it was a race. We started going in circles because he and I were paddling different ways. We learned how to canoe in the middle of the race. Somehow didn't got, get lost. Got so overwhelmed, we just stopped for a while and like sat on the bank and got back in. We got overturned by some mean kids throwing oranges at us in the middle of it. What in the world is <laughs> overturned? happening? Overturned? The whole canoe overturned? Yes. Because How big was, were the oranges? Well, they were standing on the uh, bank and just just throwing the crap out of them like cannons. Wait, were they, were, did they already finish? No. They oh, were just okay. standing there waiting to be dirtbags. Were they, dirt were they okay, Boy right. Scouts? Yeah. Huh. 
I don't know about you, and you're a different person, but I feel like little Rebecca would have paddled that canoe over to the shore and then whooped we were like, the canoe paddle. We were like two miles into it. They were older. We were the last people to finish, and they were about to send out a search party for How us. How did anybody do better? That's what I want to know. I, don't know. I thought at least the orange kids would have come there after us, so I don't know. And then they were real mad when I said, well, I guess we were last, but we did stop and sort of hang out for a little bit, so... <laughs> So anyway, I, I, I would imagine in some of those you would like you would like partner with like the biggest baddest dude, mm-hmm. and like he would be like the evil dude, mm-hmm. but you'd like try to give him something so that you could paddle faster in your canoe because he's big, he's big and could paddle real fast. Yeah, didn't you have anybody with just like like massive overgrown country and you could give arms? Give him your lunch for like two days. Or yeah, three well, they, days. Want, they wanted to be friends with me. Well, they, it's not a friend. They don't need to be friends. You just make an alliance with them and be like, I'll give you some stuff. Yeah. And right. You, you you help me out in the canoe race. But then you're on the hook. Then they expect it. Yeah, well, I mean just for that time though, right? Well, I guess I guess they could do whatever they want. You could have been a bad kid and you could have pretended like you had access to drugs cuz it was the 80s and then you'd be like, "Oh, I'll get you some drugs." <coughs> right. And then the first one's free. But then it'll cost you cuz that's what you have to say when you're a bad kid pushing drugs in the 80s. Right. That also happened. All the kids in Boy Scouts are probably just mad at you because you keep getting them excited about the bands that are going to come play at Jamboree. It was always yeah, a lie. Yeah, they, they're all they're all waiting for um, the soft pop machine, um, <laughs> <laughs> Chicago. Yep. yep. They don't even like the Terry Kath Chicago. They like the Peter Cetera Chicago. <laughs> There's no smooth transition. <laughs> Talk about this episode that's got some great people in it. We love Shadow Weaver. We love Skeletor. Of course, we had to review this one. So I swear, this this has to be the most Skeletor's laughs I've heard. In yeah. Life. He was he, having a great time. He was oh, excited. He was, he was so he was, excited. He was good. He was yeah. good in this one. Oh, yes. He was very good. He's probably because he hadn't got to do anything in a while. I don't know if Alan Alpenheimer really did anything for She-Ra. So he, okay, was, yeah. he probably loved coming back to do stuff. Especially in an episode like this where, you know... All of the big players get to come out. That's very fun. This is Skeletor. It's Act One, and I'm already laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think they know where we are? So we open on a bunch of Horde Troopers with Catra and Shadow Weaver who have trapped some rebels including Adora, Cal, Bo, and some bummers. General, mm-hmm. like, anonymous bummers. We don't know who they are. They are ripped, though. They are. They're very strong. <laughs> no pants, though, or few mm-hmm. pants. That's my recollection of them. Lots of bare leg. Not a not a great look. Not very safe from lasers. No. That's going to burn all your leg hair up. That's going to hurt. Um, and they're sort of uh, trapped in this kind of cave rock sort of structure and um basically what happens is adora is able to transform into she-ra she's able to reflect one of shadow weaver's spells back to her and then you know shadow weaver is disgraced and laughed out of the the scene um because they had adora in their clutches and then she was able to get away yes and in the middle of that at one point um they, you call it ADR? They they ADR'd in Catra saying, Adora's trying to escape while her lips weren't moving. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, I, I totally missed <laughs> I have that. never seen them do that before, but I guess they thought the scene needed a little more clarity about what was going on. <laughs> but but I just, anyway. I just don't understand how she didn't get shot. She just ran out in the middle of like... She they sure had, did. They had, 
They just ran out in the middle of an open field while they were shooting at her, and she just, like tumbled along and just laid there. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even zigzag. Yeah. I'm important in this story. <laughs> so, um, I was gonna ask you about. Okay, no, I'm gonna go ahead and ask you. Okay, now this is a weird thing to know or think about. But I've heard that when you're being shot at, you're supposed to run in like a zigzag pattern uh-huh. because that makes it harder for someone to line up a shot. Is it true, because you grew up in, in canoe country, is the same thing true if an alligator is chasing you? Yeah, I've read that several okay, times. Okay, okay. I've read that several times. So that's times. true for gators, too, because yeah. you grew up in gator country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, just so we clarified, Adora yeah. was not running in a zigzag. A gator would have got her, mm-hmm. and then the Man, lasers should have got her. They should have really had an alligator um, villain. They really could have used one. I think alligator been a great villain. I love alligators. Well, reptile. I mean, they're reptiles. So I mean, they they snake. They went the snake route. Yeah, they went heavy snake. They, yeah. they're they're way more snake. But reptile they didn't have people. any any snap jaws. Yeah. Anything like that. Yeah. Like a big. Maybe it was real hard to draw. It's too detailed. True. They just didn't want to draw those triangles for teeth. <laughs> they're like, there's too many triangles here. Right. We can't possibly do this every time. Yeah. Oh, didn't Ninja Turtles had the alligator, right? Yeah, Killer Croc. No, it. Uh, somebody's got leather. It was his name was like no, no, Killer Croc was, was Leatherface or something. Or <laughs> I don't remember. But he, <laughs> <laughs> but he would. Uh, he had that uh, Cajun accent. And he was always saying like, "I'm gonna have turtle soup. I guarantee." He used to do that stuff all the time. That's a good bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I liked him. him. So anyway, they could have had some alligators sorry, running a zigzag. Killer Croc was from Batman. Batman. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's that's all great. So anyway, gators after you run at a zigzag. That's mm-hmm. that's what we need to know there. Twenty five or six to four, that will save you during the Boy Scout jamboree. <laughs> like those odds. Like, that doesn't even make any sense. Le- it's Leatherhead. Leatherhead. I know leather, okay. something. That's that leather face. <laughs> leather face. I think it's a killer. <laughs> <laughs> the important thing is we all know now. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm trying to think of a Chicago song. Something to do with an alligator, like you're somebody. You're my inspiration, or something. I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll get back to you on the Chicago joke. You're my inspir- inspir- inspiration gator. to run, or something. Yeah, I'll think. Uh, I'll get there. I'll get there. All now right. Now you're making me want to think of it too. You know who else is frustrated? Is Hordak, because <laughs> this plan did not go as intended. You had Adora in your clutches, and you let her escape. I'm getting sick of your excuses. That's the third time this month your magic has failed us. And he's he's just laying into Shadow Weaver. He says it's the third time this month that her magic has failed. And then uh, Imp is uh, getting in on it too and talking about how how they're lame and they keep screwing things up. And then she really gets mad. Uh, Shadow Weaver really gets mad at Imp. She's going to turn him into a sausage. Which I loved. I did like I liked that, the specificity of that threat. I thought that was great. You big-faced little worm. I'll turn you into a sausage! Oh, save me! Save me, great one! She's gonna zap me! And the Hordak defends him a lot, like, mm-hmm. yeah. He's like his little uh, his little pet, pretty mm-hmm. much. And uh, she's trying to attack him, and he's like, you do that in my presence? Yeah, he he went, they wanted to show that he went, like, too far with her, so she has a good motivation, so he says things like that she's uh, useless and stuff like that. And I love how Imp was just straight up antagonizing her. Uh-huh. Like he was being a real little. Uh huh. <laughs> but I thought it was it was not funny, but it was entertaining. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. 
Take off, Shadow Wimpy! This is Carol with a correction. According to experts, you should run in a straight line from alligators. It's true, and you're welcome. <laughs> now for Act Two. Useless am I. I'll show them. Get rid of him. Yes, yes! That's what I'll do. But I'll need an ally. Scott, what's happening this episode? <laughs> okay, she, she's at Horror Hall, and uh-huh. she's, she's, she's like, horror. I need an ally. Uh-huh. Who hates Hordak as much as I do? Right. And who is it? And then dun, she's dun, dun. like, da, 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 Skeletor. Yes, Skeletor. He's ideal. So she calls to Skeletor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I guess. And it's... she appears in his... Uh... Yep, they give him a good entrance. I thought like he was... It was just like a complete change in tone for the whole story. It was hilarious. They they show him talk, talking to um, oh, yeah. Spycor. Yeah. And He's right like, away. Nailhead. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, how should I get King Randor, Nailhead? <laughs> yeah. It's like just right to his face, just being rude for no reason. It was so funny. He's so <laughs> I, I, boisterous. I liked it. It was like Pinky in the Brain. What are we going to do today, Pinky? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you really do get the feeling that Skeletor is just constantly brainstorming. It's like you need to you need to take a break sometimes. You're not always gonna get a good idea. <laughs> he's gonna try though. I also think that they I, I like that they made uh Spycor purple, but mm-hmm. he's like the same purple as Skeletor. Oh, they could have made see. him like a different shade or something. So it's mm-hmm. just weird like seeing them together. Cause they're like they're both... team colors. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so. Skeletor. Uh, so so you're right, uh, Shadow Weaver uh, appears as an apparition and um proposes to Skeletor that she has a plan to overthrow Hordak. And the plan is that she'll open a gate for Skeletor to enter Etheria. Then they'll somehow trap Hordak and Shadow Weaver will rule in it. And then, of course, Skeletor's first question is, what do I get? Right, and then revenge, I guess, is the basic answer mm. to that. Well, he gets, he gets revenge, and then she'll help him take over Eternia. Right. When, when she becomes all-powerful right. in Etheria. Skeletor describes the plan as peachy. That's just peachy for you. But what do I get out of it? <laughs> yeah. I really do love how the word peachy was in play so much during the 80s. Like, I remember that really being a thing. Like, we used to say peachy all the time. And I think you were saying it sarcastically to reference the 50s. But um, then everyone just said it in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start saying it again, I think. That's peachy, Rebecca. You should start saying that <laughs> Thanks. more. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for getting the ball rolling. Light wants to see us, Shira. So we finally get to see our heroes again at this time. So Shira and Swiftwind have been summoned by Light Hope to go into the uh, beautiful palace. Yeah, I love when Shira says, "A call to the Crystal Castle always means something important from Light Hope." And I'm like, "Are you sure about that? Like, I'm pretty sure Light Hope just gets bored up there and then just is like, oh, summon Shira because he doesn't have cable." <laughs> And no friends. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not so sure that that had to be important. He probably just had a new light to blow. Yeah, yeah. Life is lovely. Woo, When you chomp me. That's, that's pretty good. That's not very good. An alligator would smile. Since they make you smile. It could be a dentist commercial. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't know any more Chicago songs. I'm a man. Like, I'm... I'm, I'm 
I'm dead or something. I know like. Chicago songs, but I don't know Chicago songs. Like if, if I if I get <laughs> right. to think of one, I would not think of one right now. <laughs> I googled them and I only know the handful that I know. Because my I uh, my parents used to listen. Well, but the important thing is, did you see them at the Boy Scout Jamboree? <laughs> 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 that did not happen. Okay, I am I am very sorry. So. Crystal Castle, Light Hope, and then Light Hope just tells Shira straight up what's going on. Like, you gotta go stop this. It's gonna be bad. This is where they get them in the narrow pass, and then uh, Shadow Weaver does her music, right? Or er, music. Does her magic to uh, um, to blast the rocks to uh, to basically stop the... Convoy. The convoy that's mm-hmm. going along, and Hordex in the lead. Yeah, so she smashes him, and then uh, Skeletor gets in on it too, does a little zapping, and he teleports down into the ravine also to uh, meet Hordak when he stumbles out of his uh, tank. And this is his first maniacal laughing <laughs> after he laser beams out of his hands. I don't know, why, why doesn't he have a staff? I don't know. That is kind of important for his costume, if for no other reason. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like it. I don't like the laser beams out of the hands. I like it out of yeah, the staff better. That, that does suit him better. That really does, yeah. I like when Shadow Weaver does magic out of her hands because they do the black shadow animation, and I like that. But yeah, no, you're right. It doesn't look right coming out of Skeletor. I wanted to see the staff. And they have a hilarious duel because both of them were just really amped up and kind of antic in their um, attacks on each other. I mean, there are drills, there are freeze rays. There's there a jackhammer. There's I, a jackhammer. That's his, that's his thing, is his jackhammer. They had uh, teleportation. They had uh, mirages that they ran through. And then the, someone right called here. a boneheaded bog woggler. I mm-hmm. wrote that down. <laughs> the insults they trade are, are just stellar, just great. Try it, you boneheaded bog woggler. Chew on this, bolt breath. Uh, Skeletor uh, tricks Hordak and he, like, trips and uh skeletor puts some uh sleepy gas over his head and makes him pass out and um right at that time shira appears and starts interfering and uh skeletor says she's bad like he man and he and he uh he tries to stop her and i guess that's when uh shadow weaver pulls her down with the shadow coils yeah she's got like she gets ensnared she gets trapped and then uh skeletor puts sleepy gas on her also Okay, there we go. Sorry, the first time he puts Sleepy Gas on Hordak, he pulls out his Havoc staff out of nowhere. Oh, okay, yeah, no, oh. I just saw that on your phone. Yeah, okay. that's funny. Yeah. Okay, so he did yeah. have it. So he did have it, but he didn't use it the first time. And I don't I know see. where he got it from, and there, there was just a... <laughs> and now they, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, now it's gone. <laughs> so it just magically appears. This is Man at Arms. I'm not in Act 3, but I believe you need a permit for that gazebo. Behold my mystic cage of bone! You expect that flimsy thing to hold Hordak? So now that uh, they've captured both of them, Skeletor says he's been here like one one day and I've defeated both of them. (laughs) And uh, so he makes this mystic cage of bone that's imbued with some sort of uh, magic. Yeah, so Skeletor was really just just feeling himself today. Because this mystic cage of bone in which he imprisons Hordak... And then in a moment, Shadow Weaver. Um, it's just this lovely gazebo made out of bones. It is a gazebo. It is a gazebo straight up. I would like to have one in my own backyard. Of bones? Yeah, it's just a bone right. gazebo. And, e- and Evil Lynn's like, why don't you ever make me a bone gazebo? She would love that. Why doesn't he? He could have just made one at any point, you know? 
Beastman could have had his lunches out there on a bench. <laughs> you know, it'd be a charming little area. There are all these like you can get some landscaping in here. <laughs> There's so many sightless fish heads looking up at you on the floor of it <laughs> from Beastman's lunch. That would be awesome. I just, I love the no, mystic. He would, he would just toss them into a pit somewhere. They yeah, they'd burn, they burn up. There's probably a pit nearby. A fire pit or lava pit. You can't have a cage of bone gazebo without some kind of lava nearby. You yeah, know. gotta keep it warm. That's like kind of the appeal of the whole thing. So, mighty one, this is how you end. So, Shadow Weaver is inside the bone gazebo to taunt an unconscious um, Hordak. And um, Skeletor says she should have never trusted him. And he uh, <laughs> shuts the gazebo on her. Right, and she's surprised. Because the problem with Dirtbag Alliances is that inevitably, you're just waiting for that moment for them to double cross you. You should know it's going to happen. Like, what kind of rube is she? Was she born yesterday? Come on. I can't remember when I've had a more pleasant day. <laughs> they, they cut over briefly to the rebel camp to because uh, Swift Wind, who was blown away by some of um shadow weaver's magic shows up without she-ra and so the rebels get their act together try to go after them this is also where looky appeared and i wanted to mention did you guys see that looky is acting now when he when he hides if you saw his face he looked sad because Swiftwind came back without her she's in trouble did he look sad yes. or are you just projecting on i don't anything? think so yeah I think he's like he's like I've been in a legitimate episode. I'm a I'm a big deal no, character now. Not, I'm part got, of this. Look, he's, he's not even hiding card. anymore. I'm in the he's mix. He's just not even hiding he anymore. Yeah. Just like he's just like sitting out there. I'm in the there. episode, right, guys? Yeah, I'm here, yeah, I'm like, here guys. I'm here. Like no, Lucky. Just because you know your dad is an agent does not mean <laughs> that we're going to book you on all of our episodes now. I I do think it was probably a, I think that was a nice touch if the artist decide to actually make him react to what's happening in the show. I thought that was kind of was kind of cool. Yeah, I know how much you love Loki. Okay, thanks. So that <laughs> that's great. At the same time in this scene, what the hell was tinkling? I heard what that. What was the tinkling? There Did were you wind the chimes. Did you hear in that? the episode? There were wind chimes. Uh, yes. A yeah, I times. heard that, and I wasn't sure where that was coming from. Is one of the characters like when that's Cal's wings flap? I thought was maybe that's it was what that? I thought too. But when he flapped away, I didn't hear it. I I don't know what that was what about. What was the tinkling? Was it just that there was like wind chimes in the camp, but they never showed that? No. So that that was very weird. I, I, we'll have to watch, see if they do that in other ones in this. Yeah, they probably decided that somebody tinkles when they fly. Yeah. The swift wind, maybe? Maybe. But, it but, it, but it's a new thing, if so. Yeah. But yeah, it was very distracting. I definitely noticed that. It was loud. That was mm-hmm. up in the mix. They were like, tinkling should be prominent. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was very distracting. Scott, not that kind of tinkling that you mm-hmm. have to do if you're uh, if you don't have enough water. Yeah, no, just don't drink seawater. <laughs> yes, or no, I won't. Or do drink it, but you gotta you gotta use plastic uh, we know together know science. condensation. We know okay, science. you know how to do that. Okay, this was also okay. Run, run and zigzags well, from a gator. Did you watch Boys of the Mimi over break? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> It taught me to run zigzag from a game. There you go. This was also a uh, funny piece in the episode when they cut back to the um, bone gazebo. Hordak is coming too, and it occurred to me, I thought Hordak 
was conscious for all of this because he can't close his eyes. And so I did not realize that he was unconscious this whole time. I thought he was taking it all in. So it was funny. He's like, oh, where am I? I was like, I don't know, dude. You've been looking at this the whole time. <laughs> Skeletor, I'll get you. He has his eyes open the whole time? Yeah, he can't close his eyes. <laughs> he can't close his He doesn't have eyelids? Uh-uh. Yeah, I mean, he just has, like, evil sockets. Evil triangles? Yeah, he has evil triangles. He, he's like From a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> he's like a jack-o'-lantern. That's the only other thing I could think with evil triangles from which you look out. Mm-hmm. Where am I? Shadow Weaver! Did that bony buffoon get you, too? Um. Oh, yeah, and that's true. So he does not have any recollection, really, of what happened, mm-hmm. and he does not know that Shadow Weaver and Skeletor were allies. Yeah, Shadow Weaver lies and tells him that she was um, coming to warn him of uh, Skeletor, and they both got trapped. Yeah, and so, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit more later, but it's from here on out through the episode that Shadow Weaver just, I don't know if she just panics, but, like, why all the boot licking? You know, she's like, she got really, really, really... She was kotowing to him, like, almost instantly after that. She's like, well, this isn't going to work. Uh, anyway, Mighty Hordak, yeah, I was going to help you, and then I'm, just, I'm very loyal to you, and you're really amazing, I and guess, I love you. Like, I think that just benefits her the most in the situation, I, I guess. guess. I just feel that that's a little out of character. She has to have some defiance in her. I still think Shadow Weaver can whoop everybody. I think so, too. I guess she, she's just thinking uh, it's better to be sneaky and wait till she can get away with it real good, I guess. But, yeah, we did at least want to see more of a gradual turning off the spigot or, you know. But we'll still have the last laugh. Yeah, so um, they managed to get out of the uh, magic gazebo by casting magic on Hordak's pizza cutter attachment. Mm-hmm. And then he can saw out of it, which was clever. Yeah. And they, this was really fun. You they can cut deep dish now. <laughs> uh, they, they, uh, Chicago style. <laughs> I want the army ready to move against Eternia by nightfall. Oh, uh, they cut over to um, Hordak's house in the Fright Zone, and Skeletor is ordering around the Horde, which I thought was real fun. Oh, yeah, I love that. I loved him sitting on Hordak's throne. And I love that even in a whole new kingdom that he is now, you know, in his mind, the ruler of, his mind is always on his own end game. He's like, I'm going to get all the horde troop and march them against King Randor. Like, <laughs> he's going to get yeah. every horde trooper and every tank, and he's going to take them to Eternia, and he is going to march on, you know. Like, like that's where his heart is. He does not care about this place. Like, he doesn't want to have dominion over Loki and all those terrible villages. No, he just wants to go aggravate King Randor. <laughs> Which I support. What's the matter with you cowards? Are you going to let Skeletor order us around like this? He's nothing compared to Hordak. You know, I just realized Hordak isn't here to protect him. And the, this, the Horde the horde uh, team starts talking about, hey, hey, if uh, Hordak isn't here, that means we can go after Imp, which was really funny. I that enjoyed was, that a lot. I like that too. And we I got, feel like there should be some, what's, what's that called? Yakety Sax. Yeah. Well, we got, we got, they, they played Orko's yeah, theme. Yeah, that's Eternian yeah, yeah, yeah. Yakety Sax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Orko's <laughs> theme is the Eternian version of Yakety Sax. Oh, I think, I think that's solid. That's true. So rebels show up here. Bo fires his new electro arrow to uh, free She-Ra. And then uh, Skeletor makes a giant snake out of some pipes. And She-Ra kicks that. More arrows. Raz magnetizes some people. 
And then She-Ra and Skeletor go on a seesaw together, and, yeah. and uh, <laughs> Skeletor gets tossed off. I said there was a lot of boinging. That was, <laughs> that was my only note there. They did something kind of fun with Raz. I, I kind of didn't see the animation, but they, they had good comic timing. She did something where she tangled them up kind of funny, and Broom was like, really, really cute, Raz. She goes, I liked it. Oh, yeah, when she made the magnets. Yeah. She made the, the horde troopers magnets and stuck to each other. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I thought, yeah, I liked it, too. Yeah. Did you say you like Madame Raz? Is that what you said? <laughs> I love Madame Raz. I like I liked her comedic timing with Broom. I thought they did a good job. She was palatable. You know what? I've liked her ever since she got that boyfriend in that episode. <laughs> I don't know. She's just been better. She's see, yeah. She's a real person. We see her making a sacrifice. She's giving up love with that hippie witch man to do bad magic for the rebels. Blast that woman! She's worse than He-Man. I better get out of here until I can come up with a plan to finish her. I have a plan for you, old friend. And then Hordak's there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Hordak and Shadow Weaver are standing up on the on the cliff or whatever. And then uh, Skeletor is is like, no, 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 it wasn't me. It, w- it wasn't my idea. And then yeah. And then uh, and he's... then basically Shadow Weaver goes liar. Why did you do that? Yeah, he teleports him before he can spill the beans to Hordak. Yeah, yeah, he's he's getting ready to spill the beans like right at that exact moment and. She doesn't let him. And, and then, Hor- and then yeah. Hordak's kind of mad about it that she's like, oh, I was just trying to protect you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she was like, whatever he said would be lies anyway. Who would dare go against you? And he's like, well, that's true. I also love the idea that in her mind, Skeletor is not just going to get on the phone and be like, listen here, Hordak. Like, and, just, <laughs> and then tell him. He could just call him on the phone or whatever they have. And so the rebels are all very happy that everything is back to status quo, which makes them pretty bad rebels, I guess, all things told. Yeah, they said something about, like, we helped Hordak, but at least he's our villain. Yeah, he may be a villain, but he's our villain. And then they all laughed. And it's like, that's a terrible... Yeah, he was bad. I think he's out here. Oh, Hordak. Have I got plenty to tell you. You better get that old trap door ready. Hi, everybody. Lookie's moral was insane. It was just, okay, so Lookie first says, um, so you see what happened when they tried to get revenge. Now, revenge is a very bloody concept for children to understand. Like, revenge, you know? Like, maybe you would say, try to get back at someone. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe hurt someone's feelings. I don't know, something like that. But revenge is like, like you killed my father. I'm going to, I'm going to get my revenge. That is a bit advanced for. Well, children. this is this is that theme where the moral givers are, are reveals more about their personal lives, like like Duncan's timeshares. Oh yeah, this is definitely one of those. And Lookie says, "Don't try to get revenge. Try to forgive and forget. It usually works. It usually works. That's the qualifier there. Forgiving and forgetting usually works." And then so Lookie is holding out in his heart for that those couple of times out of a hundred when forgiving and forgetting does not work then you torch the place what, what I'm saying is that moral, moral was bananas okay give us some ratings I liked this one okay I did not love this one mm-hmm. there were things I liked about it the mystic cage of bone gets a lot of points though I'm gonna go for 3.9 
Mystic Cages of Bone. Uh-huh. I don't know. Out of five. It, it had the same problem that a lot of these big team-up or crossover episodes have to me, which is that like when there are too many people on the screen, they all need, need to get their moment in the spotlight, and you just feel like it takes too much time for each person to come out on the stage and everyone to get the pop from the crowd. Like, oh, mm-hmm. listen to him talking. Oh, now there's Hordak. Ha <laughs> ha, delightful. And, uh... I mean, it was fun. It had fun moments. Skeletor was delightful, but overall, I would say it, it fell a little flat for me. Scott? Um, I don't know. I, I like this one. I thought of the Skeletor and the Hordak thing and Shadow Weaver and there's a bunch of magic and <laughs> all sorts of good magical animation. And I don't know. It was good. I have 4 point. Five. I Whoa. was gonna give it. Okay. Yeah. That's I don't a big know. Gap I, at our score. I, is, I guess the storyline wasn't like spot on, spot on, but I feel like being a kid watching She-Ra, you know, for how many, how long, and then you're waiting for like Skeletor to come mm-hmm. back or like someone like to relate back to yeah. He-Man or something like that. I feel like the excitement there was that added to the episode. Yeah. That 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 that's definitely true. He I, was a good addition yeah. to this episode. He really was. Yeah. I will go. I was gonna say what Rebecca was saying. I was gonna give it a, a four bone gazebos because I really liked this um, character development for Shadow Weaver. That seems really in keeping with her. I think I wouldn't give it uh, more points because I would like to see them lean more into the character than the action. I know for this type of show they had to do that, but I found my attention drifting whenever they would have to do plot-heavy action stuff. I really wanted it to be a character piece. I loved every time Shadow Weaver was upset. I loved every time Skeletor did something, but didn't care so much for the action. But it was still really good. So, uh, four bone gazebos. That's our show for today. Next week, we'll review Season 2, Episode 70 of He-Man, Fisto's Forest. We'll learn whether a man with a giant hand can tie his own shoe. If you'd like to follow along with the show, you can find our episode guide at thewizardsnightshirt.com. If you have questions or comments for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us at Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and subscribe to our show on iTunes. You can also send us a friend request on Xbox. Our tag is Robot Pageant. One word. We want to thank you for listening, and remember, it's never too soon to teach kids about revenge. Rebecca got her accent back when she went south for for Christmas. <laughs> it's back. It's rootin' tootin'. We say that too. Uh, <laughs> does anyone really know what time it is? The Gators don't. I don't.
don't know. Yeah. Gators so, don't really care. Something no, like that. I, yeah, and they don't really care. I don't know enough Chicago songs. This is going to bother me until I think of an alligator joke that references a Chicago song. That's just stupid. We'll get there. My brain, like, you know how if you're installing a program on your computer and it's taking up, like, a lot of, of your RAM or whatever, and you just know that it's going on in the background? Just know that that's going on in the background of my brain. I, I won't be free. I won't be free until I think of that joke. 